Compare Your Footprint, sponsoring the Green Element podcast. So today we've got Pollen and Grace. They are a produced healthy food for you to eat. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. Welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you guys, Pollen and Grace. Um, please do introduce yourselves and um, let us know who you are. Ooh, okay, um, I'm Steph. And I'm Chris. Uh, and we are from Pollen and Grace. Um, at Pollen and Grace, we are a, I guess, 100% natural, healthy food company. Um, we make uh, quite an extensive range of um, healthy food to go options that you can find across the speciality supermarkets like Whole Foods um, in London, but you can also get us nationwide through Ricardo. Ricardo. Um, yeah, we're working on quite a few um, kind of national retailers, so we're expanding outside of London boundaries very, exactly. very soon, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. As Steph said, we basically have a range of fresh, healthy food to go, so we cover pretty much every single meal in day. Mm. So we have breakfasts, lunches, um, dinners, and then also snacks to keep it going. Um, and I guess the reason why we've done that is, um, as a business, our overall mission is to, I guess, change the way that people um, have healthy food um, and, I guess, change the way that people eat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our so, core aim is to be accessible. So uh, yeah. Exactly. Our mission is to make healthy food accessible, enjoyable, affordable, and just pe- get people to understand it a little bit better. So it's a kind of break the the myth of healthy is boring and not necessarily tasty. Um, yeah, it's like that. Oh, brilliant. And we have um, 100% natural and we are predominantly uh, plant-based and we're always free from wheat, gluten and dairy. Yeah, that's quite an important part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, um, who'd, so who are your main customers? I mean, do you, uh, what shops are you in? And um, tell us more about who, who tends to buy your, um, your stuff or is it anyone? So we are based in London, uh, so I guess um, we are, I guess, three and a half years old now, um, and we started basically cooking from my kitchen in Hammersmith, um, yeah, three and a half years ago. So our roots are really in London. You can find us in most corners of the city, um, in the likes of Whole Food as Nature Intended, Source Markets, um, a lot of boutique fitness studios. Um, we also work with a lot of offices, um, so um, a lot of lucky companies will find us in their, yeah, we'd their office canteens. Yeah, exactly, in kind of um, Canary Wharf and, and the city. More yeah. recently, um, we've expanded. We are now available nationwide um, by Ocado, so you can order our food for your home delivery. Um, and then our ambient range is also available at WH Smith. So we're kind of going a little bit further out of London and just expanding our our reach, our reach, which is exciting. <laughs> Brilliant! That's really really cool. So, how do you guys know each other? Um, have you known each other for years, or did you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> many many. Yeah. Yeah. We try not to add them up, but <laughs> <laughs> at, our, at our previous job, we we're both event managers um, before Pollen. Before Pollen, and we would always work um, on a project together, um, so we look after one one half and me up after the other half, and yeah, it worked so well that we decided to run a business together. Yeah. So why Pollen and Grace? Um, well, I guess the name actually stands for our business values, mm-hmm. so um, probably fits in very nicely with, with your messaging as well. Yeah. Um, pollen, 
uh, stands for our food values. Um, so pollen is a building block of all food. Um, so it comes back to our 100% natural values. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we make is always 100% natural. Um, and then grace is our holistic values. So to have grace in the way that we operate the company, the way that we treat our uh, our customers, the uh, environment, our suppliers, suppliers, environment, pretty much everyone, yeah, each other. Exactly. Most times. Exactly. Stuff. That's an important one. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say your um, purpose was? Uh, so tell us a bit about your mission and purpose and um, what you're, I mean, you've talked about the healthy eating is, um, you know, what, um, yeah, tell us more about that. So I guess, as we said before, um, our mission has always been to, to change the way that people perceive healthy food um, and to make genuinely healthy food, not just healthy food that's marketed as healthy mm-hmm. um, accessible but also exciting um, and I guess that's the reason why we've gone down the route that we have um, and the reason why we have such a broad product range so that we can be part of people's daily lives mm-hmm. um, but also the reason why um, we've gone down the, the retail path that we have uh, exactly with, with grab and go we basically felt that there is still quite a big um, gap in the market where there are just no, no healthy free from and delicious options that you can just run out of your office by and eat your desk. And also trust. And also um, exactly. trust is a big thing for us as well. So um, Some, when more recently there have been news about companies that probably, you know, are now the level of trust is maybe decreasing. Um, so yeah. what we put in our products is very important. It's, it's very important yeah. to us. So it's always like Steph said before, hundred percent natural. And we, we have the credentials of actually making healthy food because of the ingredients that we use, the nutrition that's in, behind the product rather than just you know a little bit of marketing yeah <laughs> what would you say your business superpower was Ooh. that's a tough one how do we yeah. choose <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could have what you could talk about one each <laughs> i think it's about um delivering what we actually say we, de- we deliver so just being truthful about the product and have the credentials um yeah. and then i think also um making a 100 percent natural fresh mm-hmm product that's actually healthy and exciting and can be delivered all across the UK um, or also in the shelves of, of stores right across the UK is quite a logistically complicated business um, and hasn't really been done in the way that we we do it now. Um, so basically just, I think just never giving up and persistence is probably yes. key because um, when we, first, yeah. when we first started, we didn't really know how to run a fresh food business and how to, you know, <laughs> and everything. So we kind of learned as we as we exactly. went along. But also, but I think a lot of people them. would have said that the way that we do things, it's it impossible. wouldn't be possible to do it. Um, but it is. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's just, yeah, sticking by what we believe is right. They do say that um, the best people to start businesses, for example, like, like yours, are people that have never done it before or have never worked yeah. in it. Because you'll just do what you think is right thing to do, and everyone's like, "Oh, how does that work?" Oh, wow! Because you're looking at not with any kind of preconceived ideas. Absolutely, it's actually a blessing in disguise sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, it can can sometimes be quite tough, but actually, it's yeah. We've been told many, many times that what we do is impossible, and the way we do it shouldn't be like that and we're just like well it works for us so we're just going to continue (laughs) (laughs) brilliant Um, how do you um, engage your staff suppliers and customers with your uh, mission and purpose 
Well, I think since the very beginning, we've always been quite clear about what our vision, mission and, and purpose is, mm-hmm. um, as you can tell by the, the company name. <laughs> it makes it quite simple to, to keep everyone reminded. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it, for us, um, we're well, actually quite transparent about it with, yeah. with our suppliers and our team. It's very dominant in, in our business values, in the way that the business is run. Um, in, in every the, every in, step, in every aspect of of, of pollen, yeah. basically, uh, we've been since day one. Our kind of we tend to educate our customers. We always educate our staff about what is it that we produce, what ingredients we're using, why we why, why we, we do it that way. Them. Yeah. Um, the same goes back to our suppliers. Um, some of the suppliers that we work right now with, um, we would commission them to source some ingredients for us, and then basically teach them why we want them and what they are what they will be used for exactly um so, yeah. and then um in terms of customers um our whole kind of social media is um, is revolving yeah. around us educating people about what is it that we're doing yeah. and why we do it that way i guess we probably um put ourselves kind of at the forefront of kind of trends or, or innovation mm-hmm. um we're always kind of ahead of the curve um, and that kind of brings its own challenges um we're trying to get kind of the market to understand kind of what you're doing um you know for example we were out with probiotic products um you know a good good year before they started to kind of creep into um into kind of the rest of the market mm-hmm. um and that was a challenge so yeah education has always been key Keepers. for us mm-hmm. um and if you kind of have a look at our social media or our website our, our blog, our blog um it's yes. always always been about educating and when, when you're running an ethical and sustainable businesses like yourselves, you've just talked about some of the struggles. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome them and the sort of things that you've come up against? Ooh, well, first and foremost, it's just about, you know, keep going. Yeah, just put your head down <laughs> yeah. and keep going. Even when there seems like there's um, there's nothing, it, it's an impossible situation, there is always, always, always a way to get through um, if you want it enough, I think. Probably and just surround yourselves with um with people that can help and support and, and just be super resourceful. I think that's what has been one of our main kind of advantages. We we tend to just find a solution to, to problems that we are faced with. Um, probably one of the key challenges that we're facing at the moment would be packaging. I'm sure you know that um, plastics are not great. Um, unfortunately, there isn't really a solution that... Um, um, it's we can commercially use, available, um, yes. commercial available for us to use um, for as a food to go business. Um, so that's something we're still working on and looking for the best possible solution. Um, but yeah. we're, I guess, we understand in that situation that our we know what our dream solution is. It's not available yet, but um, if we keep pushing for it, then we can help shape the the industry. What's um, your solution? Yeah. Our dream solution. Yeah. Well, our dream solution would be to have 100% biodegradable, biodegradable packaging. Yeah. That is also so sturdy, tamper-proof, tamper-proof, proof, yeah. airtight, um, can show the product so it's transparent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, the list goes on. Not sure if that will be possible anytime soon, but you know there'll be certain compromises we'll have to make. Um, but you know, yeah, and at the moment, what is available is. Forgive me for ignorance, because I am not in your um, industry, but you know how you have plastic bottles, for example, it's a different type of plastic for the lid, different type of plastic for the wrapper, different type of plastic for the bottle. Is that something you address when you're doing it? So at least it's all the same plastics that are all recycled. 
This is, I'm, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Um, I think it comes down to education of the, well, the, the wider kind of industry, but also of, of customers. Of just public. Uh, and yeah. yeah, the general public of, on, on plastic. There's a lot of misinformation yeah. and kind of misunderstanding um, in regards to plastics as well. People are not entirely sure what's actually recyclable, what isn't, and how to recycle. Exactly like you say, not not everyone knows that um, some lids are not recyclable in the same way that the, that the proposals would be. Mm. Um, our packaging, every single pot and lid is exactly the same material. So everything is basically the same recycle method. And then all of our um, sleeves are just cardboard, basically. So again, the same thing. So in that sense, we do yeah. as, 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 as well as we can, the best possible solution that we yeah. can find at the moment. And do you look at the inks as well that you use on the cardboard? Is that something that's... Um... That is the next level. We're currently working exactly. on that. So we are reworking our, our sleeves and our printing and also our um, wrappers on our ambient range. Exactly. So, so the ambient range is actually slightly easier. We should be launching in Q1 next year next with year. Um, completely recyclable um, packaging mm -hmm. um, for the bars. Um, which is quite kind of new to, to the market as well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that, that's the other thing is I think a lot of people will think if, if something is is plastic, it means it's recyclable, but it doesn't mean that it necessarily exactly. is. Um, so we've spent the last six months trying to find um, kind of the right recyclable film that we can use for our um, for our dessert bars um, that will fit into kind of mainstream recycling. So it, it makes it easier for the customer because at the end of the day, um, if things aren't recyclable um by kind of mainstream methods they're not going to end no, up where they need exactly. to um and you know it just contributes to the problem yeah it's such i find waste fascinating the way that you know just the way that it's all working out and it's been brilliant i mean we can't mention we can't not mention david attenborough and um what he has done for plastics and it's I mean, looking at companies and looking at the what the questions that we're now asked, it's become such a main question for everyone in all companies. You know, plastics, what can we do? How can we do it? What, you know, and the fact that we're now getting plastic-free supermarkets. And yeah. I mean, it's... There's a lot of unnecessary plastic in supermarkets. Oh, absolutely. We, um, we interviewed um, Martin Baxter for IEMA. It's coming out in a couple of weeks and he was talking about the New Environment Act that because he's one of the chief policymakers on that and they're very much looking at the duty of care and putting the onus on the top end as yeah. opposed to the consumer which um should have happened a long time ago but at least it's starting to happen now which is brilliant the way it's got to go is it's got to be pushed from the top because the i guess the options need to be available the manufacturers um need to be able to offer the solutions so mm. that you can filter through the chain exactly, exactly. Yeah and down to, to the end yeah. consumer, which the demand we're is seeing, there now, so it's, it's only a matter of time. A couple of years ago, people were looking at us weirdly, and now when we ask the questions, people are like, oh yeah, okay, like you are the millionth customer that's asking for exactly the same thing. So hopefully soon, there will be an answer. Yeah. Well, it's hugely beneficial to you, I would imagine, to be ahead of the curve on something like that, particularly if legislation is changing, because you don't need to change your company structure. I would imagine there's going to be an awful lot of, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going to happen, but you're best placed to, we're not going to change our structure, but there probably are going to be companies that have to change their whole structure and the way they manufacture exactly. in the future. Well, I guess on that kind of point, there is so much that we can do internally as well. Uh, I guess the, the end product in its kind of grab and go portion is, 
just the last piece of the puzzle um, mm. that kind of ends up the consumer. But a lot of it as well is how, how we, we work here um, in our kitchen um, and how we work with our suppliers that are delivering to us um, and basically how we run our whole operation. It's so the whole chain. We've, from the beginning, um, we've always kind of naturally looked to, um, to be as sustainable as, as is, is possible um, on the production um, side of things. So as, as a company, we're actually um, zero to landfill. Um, so we work with um, a waste company that can can offer us that support um, so that nothing um, that we use ever goes into landfill. Um, and we're actually a zero food waste company as well. Um, so the way, we, yeah. the way we produce is basically we use all of the ingredients that we order. So we, we have a very, very short and, and strict um, production cycle. So we have a, essentially no food waste. And if there is something, we, we, we tend to use it for our staff lunches. <laughs> so... Pardon? Is that hard? Is that hard to do? Uh, no, so how we work basically, we, we produce to order. So we know exactly what we're producing for deliveries on, on the on next day, day, on each day. Um, right. We are very good at forecasting and basically producing exactly what we need to produce. And if there is any food waste, we eat it. Mm. And that's not hard, it's actually very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. If you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners, which could help them with their purpose, what would that be? Well, I guess it depends on what your purpose is. It depends um, on what the purpose is, but I think it's just always remembering the purpose and always, if there is a, an important, important question or a decision you have to make, just go back to the, the core value of your business or, or your, mm. and make sure that it's always aligned. aligned. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And when it comes to reducing your environmental impact and carbon footprint of your business, what would you say your biggest challenge or frustration is it would be the, the, the end consumer packaging it's that consumer yeah. packaging it's the fact that there isn't a, a solution that's sustainable mm. enough mm. um but we're hoping now that all the big guys are looking for the same solution that we are it will be it, it will, will get better yeah. it will only get better from here yeah mm. so 20, 2019 looks like an exciting year yeah. um, on, on that front there's some very carbon footprints your um your packaging and your whole supply chain or do you go into that much detail? Uh, well, look, as, as much as we, we can from um, so you know, we, as a small business. As a small business, we, we try to streamline our whole supply chain. Um, so in terms of deliveries coming into us and then also us supplying um, our clients to make sure that we are as efficient as we possibly can be. And also as um, we are predominantly um, a vegan company, so mm -hmm. everything we make is vegan. Uh, we're only working with kind of uh, plant-based ingredients. Um, so obviously that has a, a, a natural impact on, on our carbon footprint mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about how you approach um, your environmental management? in um pollen and grace as a whole i mean so what's how you know what do you, what sort of things do you do or think about um with your actual company running well, we've grown quite quickly um mm -hmm. over the last three and a half years so um we evolve so quickly that it's almost a step-by-step -step process mm -hmm. um we're not a big company where everyone sits down around a boardroom and thinks about our environmental policy um it's more about us um kind of taking a step-by-step -step approach every time we're kind of growing or developing um to make sure that we we use the, the best possible solution um exactly. and that's kind of comes the fact that we know what our, our values are the fact that um being sustainable and environmental friendly is such a big part of our core values it's it's just been embedded in the business since day one. So I think it's just learning how to take the right 
decision when we have to, you know, expand and grow. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there any advice or learning that you'd like to share with anyone listening to this um, podcast? Oh, um, I guess on environmental business. <laughs> Why don't you do one of each? <laughs> okay. okay um, um, on business, I guess. Wow, there's so many. <laughs> I know it's the, very, it's very broad. It's, there yeah. are so many things we can talk about, but I think it's just yeah, stick to stick to your values and and don't let anyone tell you that what, whatever you're trying to do is impossible because there's always a way to do there's it. There's always a way to do it, and if you actually find out, find the way to do it, and you will be one of the first people to do it, you will be very successful as well. So. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and in terms of environment, um, I, I guess for us, it's just being very clear about what yeah, you're trying to do. Yeah, very transparent what you yeah. do, and, and also educate people what is that you're doing and how they can follow. And education and, yeah. is probably the most important thing. Um, so when it comes again to our packaging, we we educate our customers that it's only only recyclable, but it's also reusable. So I know it's a just a minor little thing, but Actually, it can make a difference. Yeah. Education is so hard, isn't it? Yeah. We, uh, we're, we've just launched a piece of software, and one of the things is it's, um, it's carbon footprinting any organization. But we were talking about education on the back of that and how we can help companies understand why you should carbon footprint everything. Yeah. And, you know, do we educate them on the fact that we now need to look at um, only having a 1.5 degree rise in global warming? You know, what, how do we educate people to understand the ramifications of not being environmental? What is it that, you know, and I don't, I, I don't know the answer to these questions at all. And we're talking about them as a team trying to, you know, if we need, if we are trying to get as many organizations and as many people to be as environmental and sustainable as possible. Mm. But, you know, the media is doing an all rightish job, I guess. It's but improving. It's improving. It's it's but they're improving. only showing once they're only showing one aspect one of the story. Um, mm. in terms of uh, you know as you were mentioning exactly yeah. as you were mentioning before about um, David Anbra and the uh, the war on plastics that has has come up since then, mm. um, absolutely been amazing because it's gotten people thinking. Um, yeah. But there hasn't been the education uh, within the system and the media to then support um, yeah, how how we can actually work Take with action. this in an environmental mm. uh, environmentally positive way. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So education, education. It is education. all education. <laughs> I mean, we use all the possible channels that we have. Um, as a small business, it's, our resources are quite limited, but yeah, all of our communication would be pretty much on, dedicated to educating people and just, um, that's, yeah. yeah, we help to kind of trigger change. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I think you're doing a really, really good job. So well done, guys. That's, um, thank you so much for um, talking to us today. Um, Thanks for having us. way that we can connect with you and learn more and um, understand about yeah, who you are? We are, we are uh, always on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. Handle is just at Pollen and Grace, um, or by our website, which is yep. pollenandgrace.com. Um, you can sign up for a newsletter. We have a weekly newsletter where we talk about everything that very we're battling and what's happening <laughs> in the business, but also outside of the business. Um, yeah, so that's probably the best way. Brilliant. Brilliant. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time today. And um, that's been brilliant.
Thank you, Will. I'll stop that now. Um, the, I was just actually listening to you and we were talking about the education. I wonder, have you thought about doing webinars or um, on, on how you do the packaging? Because we're going down a webinar route at the moment and moving yeah. them into masterclasses. And I wonder if you'd be interested in doing a joint webinar on the supply chain and the packaging and what it is that you've put into it. I don't know. Do you think people would want to watch something like that or listen to it? It depends on who it is. I think packaging is with any, um, with any packaging in business is I think really is key. Um, for food to go, it's much harder than say other industries. If we had our own cafe, um, you know, and you, oh, you're doing, so much, then there are some things that can be done. Um, but definitely it's, yeah. it's, it's a question that's, that's hot at the moment. So I, I'd say there are definitely, definitely people out there that are, are interested. Um, quite it's, niche, I would imagine. It is, it is quite, quite niche, niche, but the problem is that there is also actually not a huge amount we can talk about because there are not that many solutions that are available widely right now, especially yeah. for yeah. and like it's much more available yeah. for like beauty find it yeah exactly um, i think the interesting point is packaging. educating on what is actually the best environmentally friendly option that's available now mm -hmm. so people you'll see kind of all over instagram people saying oh our packaging is just made of vegetables um you know it's all natural it's where we're, exactly where this and that actually actually it's got to go into a commercial composter for it mm -hmm. to actually be compostable there is no real composting facilities up in the UK is not part of our daily lives. So actually it's just as bad as plastic. So that by making that choice, it's, you know, it's a miseducation it's, to it's, the consumer. It'd be quite and, interesting yeah. just to kind of call some of the, some of the marketing um, myths, myths yeah. that actually are not making anything more eco-friendly. It's just basically um, a sales tool. Yeah. Really. Do you, so you, you still think that's actually going on? Oh, it's that 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 is it's hundred percent going on. I would say but so, yeah. Hugely, hugely, yeah. And I wonder how you could because you uh, naming and shaming and doing and bad mouthing people is a really bad way to do business. I really no, don't. You don't want to do that. But I wonder if there's a way that you can do it without actually doing it. If that makes sense. So talking about the issues that are in place and letting people come to the conclusions that you want them to come to. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's just highlighting kind of what the different options are out there and what it means if you're looking at PET plastic, PLA plastic, compostable, biodegradable, recyclable. Exactly. What do they mean? What actually... What do you need to do yeah. to actually, you know, yeah. make them recyclable, make them compostable? Like, what does it mean for you as a consumer? What, what do you need to do? Yeah. I think that's probably the most important message as well because that's what yeah. we found was... Um, that people don't know what to do. So if someone don't, says, "Don't buy something," yeah, that's in compostable packaging, but is, where is it going? Where is the packaging going? Mm. You know, it's not going. No, in no, it, yeah, not, not, not going to end up in a commercial composter. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about doing an infographic or something like that on um, like why you've gone down the packaging route that you've gone to as a part of your education piece? Because uh, I guess yeah, we're educating people, but also it would be a way of having other people understand that you have gone through that process and you do yeah. understand. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, they're interesting to explain it in a in an infographic. We've, done, infographic we've, we've definitely yeah. talked about it on social and emails on our blog, but probably not not an infographic form. No. Actually, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that's definitely something to yeah. chat to carry, carry about. Because yeah. I reckon that would be a really. I, I do think people would download it, but I would imagine your customers will absolutely. But mm. the, the your future customers probably would as well, because yeah. they'll learn more about how it works because people are interested in it more. Oh, completely. I think that's a message that will never get old. No. Thanks guys. Thank you so much for today. No Thank worries you. at all. Thank you for having us. I will email you a um, link and it's a way that um, if you could put your Twitter um, handles, Instagram, etc., on it and your logo, etc. I'll do oh, that. Right. Send that off to Kerry. She will sort that and do all the social bits and pieces on our side as yeah. well. Brilliant. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, well. Have a good day. Bye. Nice to meet you. <laughs>